This is Authentic and Ambitious with Allison Crow. I'm Allison Crow, your host, and I'm an intuitive life and business coach helping authentic and ambitious women keep the soul and success in their life and work through deep coaching, savvy business strategy, and connected community. This podcast is here to help bring insight, awareness, and action to your authentic and ambitious life. Let's do this. Going live with the toilet flushing in the background. Classic unfiltered Allison Crow with Bill Flanagan in the background. Just lucky it's not frozen. Uh, okay. <laughs> this is a live recording of a podcast episode, and I have got some good shit for y'all today. A little bit of insanity, a little bit of embarrassment. The title of this episode is Lessons from an Accidental Psychedelic Trip. I know. I know. Okay. I don't know what number episode is. I'll let my team take care of that. But you're going to want to listen today. So I did not mark this out in notes. Let me first start by saying, and I'm going to go ahead and sell you up front because I absolutely freaking believe in this. I just got off a call with my soulies. On Mondays, we have business calls. I brought in expert Megan Hale, who I worked with privately to do some profit first money mapping last year to really get my money, like to really go pro in the numbers of my business. I brought her in to teach for my clients. And I just was overwhelmed with the the model that I have created as a coach for most of my clients, not my mastermind clients, but to be able to come in to get full on life and business call, like a general practitioner to have the base of that for $333 a month. The whole reason is that it allows extra money to be able to invest in specifics, to invest in specialties as you grow your business. It's brilliant. Why aren't you in it yet? Message me, go to coachwithallison.com and join Solis today. Nowhere else. It's like a general practitioner. Okay. You're going to get personality with me, teaching. I bring in the experts. We do business and life coaching every week. And it is at a reasonable enough regular ongoing fee that you can, instead of paying $1,000 a month or $2,000 a month for a coach that specializes in one thing, you can get the general practice here with me and the community of people. And then when something comes up, like Megan Hale's money map, you have money left over to invest in specialties. I am so like, after that, I'm just even more hands down. This is freaking amazing. Okay. But what you really came and why you're listening is because you want to know about the trip. So first, let me give a little realistic history. I was not the crow kid that did drugs. I think I had my first beer at 17, 16 or 17. It wasn't great. I did drink a little bit in college. I did not try weed until I was 32 years old. I did it on my front porch with my brother who'd been doing it since eighth grade. And I was like, what's the big deal? So as much as sometimes we talk about weed in my house and sometimes online and stuff like that, I'm not really a giant pot smoker. I actually broke up with a guy one time and I did smoke a lot of weed with him, but in between my marriages, I dated this guy that 
he just constantly smoked weed. And I was just like, yeah, that's, that's not what I want to do. And I don't want to be with somebody who's constantly high. And, um, I have, I have gone through this entire COVID without smoking any weed or having any gummies. And when weed became legal in Colorado, I went in and got a little bit more of an education about what this industry is. Um, my family is prone to addiction. And so just a little bit nervous, but I've had some totally neutral, normal experiences, both smoking weed and eating gummies. And so one of my friends gave me some gummies for my birthday. And last Thursday, last Thursday, I, um, I did my coaching call and was like, I have the rest of the day off. I'm going to enjoy one of these weed gummies. <laughs> and I happened to just totally bypass what she told me about these. Cause when she gave them to me, so no, lesson number one, one, when your friends pull you aside and look you in the eye and tell you something, actually remember it, like slow down, tattoo it on your forehead. So I'm pretty sure I was stone cold sober when she gave these to me last week. Um, she looked at me and said, do not take an entire one. Okay. So I'm used to like five milligram, 10 milligram, chill out wheat gummies. My wine does more to me than that. So that's what I was expecting. So I finished my coaching call and I, I, she's literally given me two. Okay. I take one and I just pop the whole damn thing in my mouth. I haven't even told her this yet because honestly, it's embarrassing. The only reason I'm comfortable telling you is because the insights that came out of it were really fucking huge. So I'm just going to spill the beans. I got nothing to lose. So I'm expecting to have a Thursday afternoon where I'm just chill and relaxed. I had a really intense work week last week. I did all kinds of stuff. I got my taxes all done. Like I hit the nail on the head last week with, um, with life, business, et cetera. And so knew that a winter storm was coming and we would just be able to chill out this weekend. And so I took my little weed gummy. And my husband and I were spending the afternoon watching a movie and I was sitting in bed and all of a sudden I realized this was no normal weed gummy. So never from 36 to 49, well, from 36 to 48, never have I had a psychedelic experience ever. I've had no interest in doing plant medicine. Um, I've never, ever tried any alcohol and weed are the only drugs I've ever done. I've never done cocaine. I've never done acid. I've never done mushrooms. <laughs> like, I just have never done any of those things. And honestly, I've always been a little nervous about any psychedelic drugs. It's just my brain is already psychedelic. And so for a while, I'm sitting there on the bed watching The Sopranos. Oh, my God. I cannot even watch the rest of the, the thing because The Sopranos is a part of this trip. So Bill and I decided we're going to watch The Sopranos. We've never seen it from the beginning. And at some point, I'm realizing this is not a, my normal reaction. And I'm going to have to tell Bill I need help. Um, Bill really doesn't drink. He really doesn't do drugs. He's he, he just is 
he likes to be in control. Um, we think that alcohol culture is a little too much. And so Bill's extremely, I'm not saying he completely abstains, but for people that don't abstain, he hardly drinks and he certainly doesn't do drugs and he really doesn't do weed. Um, so I'm, I'm already starting to feel some shame. Like, oh, I got to ask Bill for some help. So I just tell Bill, I said, hey, Bill, I took a gummy. I'm having a reaction and experience that isn't like the other times that I've done this. And I've been with him before when I've taken gummies that didn't have a psychedelic experience or I didn't take too much of them. And he was like, okay. And he was really nice and he was really compassionate. He could have made fun of me. He was super nice. And I just said, I, you know, I asked him to bring me a glass of water. I, I felt like already I couldn't get up from my bed. Like things were spinning. I was going in and out of levels of consciousness. Okay. That's never happened to me. It happens in my dreams, but it didn't happen with a substance. So honestly, the first lesson was asking for help. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna this actually has some big life lessons that were so obvious after Thursday. So all day Thursday, basically, I spent trying to hold my shit together from this trip that I wasn't expecting, that I wasn't wanting but that I had done. So step number two, read the fucking directions. <laughs> At some point I looked up to Bill and I said, Hey, could you go in and get this, you know, this little, um, the jar that it came in with the labeling and packaging. And could you read how many milligrams it is? I just, I wanted to know, was it, did I take too much of it? Yes. And so we came in, told me I took way too much. You're supposed to cut it into like fourths. And I took the whole thing. So got that aware, ended up hugging the toilet, throwing up. I had just had wonderful soup and I threw up my soup. And then I lie on the floor on my cozy little bathroom rug. I only threw up one time, but I, I don't know even how long I was there. But what was happening? So this is where it gets learning and interesting. I'm not an experienced, I, I just don't do this. And what was happening is, number one, I, I could feel this like desire to just surrender and relax. Just chill out, Allison. But honestly, and track with the metaphors for me, okay? I... I couldn't chill out. In my head, I was like, if I relax, I will die. If I relax, my heart will stop. If I relax, and I was like, I don't want to die here on the floor from taking too much weed, <laughs> right? Like, listen to how crazy it sounds. So I'm feeling all the embarrassment. I'm feeling the shame. And I'm hearing this whisper to just surrender, like, just surrender to the experience. And I'm not talking like these people that go out and have um, your plant medicine, like you have somebody facilitating you. I'm So there's nobody facilitating me saying everything's going to be okay. I literally am laying there with my heart burning, thinking I'm, I might die. I might die. I might give myself a heart attack. Meanwhile, my foot. So I'm laying on the floor, completely still, completely heavy, but my foot is just shaking, 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 shaking not a pleasant experience, but my foot shaking was to stay 
grounded. Like if my foot shook, and then I also asked my husband to bring my water. And so I remember having these like going in and out of these levels of consciousness. I, and I cannot say that any of them were pleasant. I don't think it was about the levels. There was nothing from the specific levels. The lesson for me was actually about surrendering and some other things. So I'm, I'm having this just shit day. I, I, every once in a while, I'm like, touch your foot to the ground to make sure you're still here. And is the water glass there? And so I would look for the water glass because I'd had the water glass by the bed and I had the water glass by the toilet. And so for me, those were anchors to this plain reality. Those were the supports, my husband, the water glass and my foot. Those were my tethered to grounding. Now, here's what's interesting. Um, I never, I never did fully trust those tethers. I kept thirsting for those tethers. And there was a part of me that was like, you might actually enjoy this if you could just let go and surrender. And then I got into my head while I'm having this trip thinking like I'm having this life coaching conversation with myself about surrender. And well, what if surrender kills me? And I can hear my ego self saying, well, if you surrender, you will die. And I just kept telling Bill, like a drunk girl, except for I was on a weird trip, saying, I'm embarrassed and I'm afraid. I'm embarrassed and I'm afraid. And I'm embarrassed and I'm afraid. Finally, I was able to get up off the floor. I was able to crawl in bed. I fell asleep, woke up later just basically thirsty. So that's really all that happened during the trip. But recognizing and meeting, I'm embarrassed and I'm afraid. I'm afraid if I surrender, I will die. And so the rest of the weekend, completely sober, um, and we're iced in, we can't go anywhere. Um, I started making up stories like many of my business clients do without tripping on psychedelic weed gummies. (laughs) I started telling myself like, I should be creating content. And then I, then part of me would say, it's okay to rest, Allison. It's okay to rest. Like, just chill out. Like you don't, you don't need to keep creating. And some of my peers and colleagues were like creating massively. And I, you know, sometimes when I see that, I'm like, Ooh, I should put something out. I should do something. And, you know, got into a little bit of this scarcity And so I'm having this conversation back with myself. And honestly, I I shared a little bit of this yesterday, but I wasted so much energy over the weekend just chilling out, like stressing about chilling out, shitting on myself about chilling out. I never actually chilled out. And the reality is, and this is where it hit me. So last night, my, my podcast comes out on Sundays. My podcast comes out on Sundays. And I sat down. As I started to, um, I knew that I had a podcast to record on Sunday night for uh, my team to get to them. And I came to my office to check in some of my content to see what was on board, which we totally scrapped because I'm telling you about this accidental psychedelic trip. And I came to sit down and I started getting excited about content. I started thinking things and I was like, oh, I haven't checked my podcast stats in a while. And I went to go check my podcast stats. And I had seen that just in the few hours that my podcast had been released, 16 people had listened to that one episode and 100 people had listened to another episode. 
And I realized that 16 people had walked in the door of my boutique to let me serve them without me that day or that weekend doing anything. And so when I saw that, I was like, Allison, you forgot that you have worked inner work and outer work to set yourself up so that you don't have to be willy nilly. (laughs) You have worked to set up systems and structures. So I'm recording this live on February 15th. It won't come out for two weeks. Um, I have a team that sets things up. I did not push any of the publish buttons yesterday for the email that goes out, the social media that goes out, um, the, the actual publishing of the podcast. Once I record it, I pass it off to the team and they do most of the actual finishing. And seeing the data, so this is the connection to the the conversation we had about money today. And Megan Hale has this thing called the money map. And for years, done prosperity thinking, um, money, abundance, all this other stuff. And I love the mystic, but without the logistic, the mystic has nowhere to thrive. (laughs) And One of the things about allowing ourselves to go into the mystic, into the inner world, what really empowers the inner work we do is setting up outer work structures. And so a lot of Megan's work in the money map is very finely detailed into mapping out financially in detail to the penny, how much money you want to make, how much money is possible, what your offers do, profit first. It's it's actually a very complex system that can be overwhelming. And we say, oh, I'm not into math and spreadsheets. No, I am into math and spreadsheets. I, because I'm a business owner, I am willing to be intimate with the structures that support me. And what I forgot from the trip on this weekend was that I had I had support. So during the trip, I because I was willing to ask, and there was a whole conversation, but I was like, Bill, I did something. I need you to know about it. And I need you to watch out and take care of me. And he did. And he did. And he didn't make fun of me. He was really gracious. He was a little bit like, next time, read the fucking instructions. But I had this human being that I could have, I could have just relaxed into it. I don't know what it would have been if I had. I just know that I did it. And so as I come out of that, and as I'm back to real life, I look at how many areas, number one, do I already have support? And I'm not leaning on the support I have. Number two, spiritually, when spirit is asking us to surrender, we tend to want to white knuckle that. A client a couple of weeks ago asked, like, how do we surrender? I don't have an answer for you yet. It's for me, it's a process. And usually I'm, it's just like that damn trip was on the floor where I'm shaking and doing everything to avoid surrendering until frankly, my, my power, no, my force, the force I'm trying to use to surrender exhausts me. And I think that's what happened at this trip is like, I finally just got so tired of resisting. I fell asleep. What came out underneath was this sweet embarrassment and fear of death. And I realized that we all fear death. The episode titled today was supposed to be, I know what, I know what blocks you. 
And what blocks you is discomfort. We feel like we will die if we are uncomfortable. We don't look into the map of our money into the spreadsheets. We don't plan down to the penny. We'll set big moonshot goals because that's fun. But we'll never map out the system, whether it's money or internal work, because we don't want to do the discomfort. Our brain, our frontal lobes literally tell us, if you do this, you will die. What if we weren't so afraid of death? I I don't know how to do that yet. I'm working on it. And I'm working on that by meeting myself. And so meeting my fear and embarrassment of taking too much of a dose of some weed gummy, really have no interest in weed gummies anymore after that. Maybe that's good. So there's two, there's two places you can look at this. Number one, you can look up at the support you already have and see how that support can, can let you go. I would have had a really nice weekend. Like if I had decided I'm going to take Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, or Sunday off. And on Sunday night, I report my, uh, record my podcast. And if I had just decided to be off instead of wanting to be off, but thinking I should, if I had surrendered to time off and rest, I'd actually had a really pleasant weekend. And I told Bill on Sunday night, I said, I have wasted so much energy overthinking whether or not I should be working this weekend. Like, and he just looked at me and said, yeah, you do overthink. And that overthinking actually triggered a little bit of flatline and depression. So I couldn't even be excited about the things I would. And if I had just surrendered to creating, first of all, to my desire to have some time off and surrendered to creating my desire. And so the same thing in your business, if you have something in your business you want to create, whether it's a program or amount of money or to go to the next level, take a moment. And, and tap into your desire. Look at what supports you need, what supports you already have, and what supports you might need to get uncomfortable moving through so that you can have what you want. I know some of you people love the trippy shit. <laughs> I prefer to get my spiritual messages other ways. I, I am thankful for the experience what, what I'm going to call spirit using my experiences, which whether I'm tripping or not, I usually learn something from my experiences in life. I'm in partnership with masculine and feminine. I am in partnership with mystic and logistic. It's not always easy. I am a woman of range. And the woman of range doesn't just fly by the seat of her pants like she used to. She also creates structure and support. And that took time to build. I'm still building. The second one is meet your emotions. I'm so thankful. Over the last month, I've been having all kinds of dreams. All kinds of old stuff has been coming up as my uh, coach, who also has a background in therapy, says echoes. And so I've actually taken some steps to hire somebody to do some one-on-one therapeutic coaching to meet Um, some of my emotional stuff that's coming up. It's not major, but there's echoes that are showing up. And I want to, I am committed to my self-leadership and to leading other leaders. And I'm committed to my own healing journey. And so 
meeting those scary emotions that come up. It was not fun to feel shame. And you guys, of all the people in the world, I don't want to feel shame with. I don't want to feel shame with my husband. And so I just met, oh, hello, shame. I see you. Hello, overthinker. I see you. I will not leave you. I am here for you. And that's what my husband said during the silly old trip (laughs) that he just rolls his eyes about me. Even as I share, there's a tinge of embarrassment. And then there's also, it is what it is. I'm committed to authenticity. I'm committed to transparent leadership. I'm committed to sharing the lessons I learn and the insights I get and the actions I take from when I fuck up, if you want to call it a fuck up. Some people will say, oh, that's a fucked up. And other people go, yeah, sweet. I've been there before. Whatever. <laughs> Mystic and logistic. Profound engagement, profound rest. And where I found myself last Thursday during this accidental trip was in the brackish water of profound engagement in a trip, which it led to a shitty experience. And I've been using that phrase, I'm feeling in brackish water. I've been creating my life that's brackish instead of one or the other. Set up support so that you can rest. Fully rest. Don't try to build a business on dopamine hits of massive, profound engagement only. If you're going to profoundly engage with your content, with your clients, with your heart, with your soul, with your numbers, it's going to require profound rest. It's going to require the both and. And so that's what I have for you. Um, I do want to invite you to come into, I want to invite you to join my email list. I cannot believe I just shared that story with you. Oh, well, um, I... I'm going to be talking a lot about the values of this business that I've created, um, prosperity, authenticity, self-trust, um, transparent leadership. I'm, I'm tired of the bullshit. I'm tired of all of you and me. And I watch my 60 clients. I'm tired of us comparing ourselves to these glory stories that are full of shit. I, I'm willing to share the, the weird shit I go through. I'm willing to share my PL with my clients. I'm willing to share the whole table, not out of authenticity. I love authenticity, but because we need to see a true picture. I, I, no one ever showed me a true picture. And so I want to help my clients navigate understanding more of the landscape. So um, I would love to have you join me in Soulful Success. I think it is the greatest space for you to spend $333 a month getting your basic needs met deeply, deeply for community, for life coaching and business coaching. And then if you need to go out and hire a specialist, you will have money left over to do it. If you prefer to spend a lot of money and you've already made over $100,000 in a single year, you are welcome to reach out and contact me to be a part of my mastermind. Spark and Hustle, $18,000. I don't have a sales page for that. My team wants to set set up one. I don't want to do that. 
I'm, I'm going to have personal relationships. And a lot of my members for last year are going again next year. So if you really don't want to spend 333 and you'd rather spend a whole lot more, come on, let's go. Actually, when you're in the Spark and Hustle, you get the membership as a gift. So um, that's all I wanted to share. Thank you. Just thank you. Oh, and share this with somebody. <laughs> Hi, here's my coach. She had an accidental trip. Uh, okay, with that, I'm going to go. It's um, it's snowy here in Austin, Texas. We're in the middle of this freeze. We'll be over it by the time you hear this live on the podcast. Um, I'm going to go profoundly disengage. And now that our heat is back on, I'm going to go outside and play with my dogs in the snow like a six-year-old child. And then I will be back tomorrow morning to profoundly engage with my business and my clients. Thank you for listening. Thank you. And shout out to Allison and Joe who um, commented here live. Um, that data, people are paying attention when you set up systems and you let it go. You don't always have to be there. So thank you for your attention. It is so valuable. I love you. Thanks for listening to Authentic and Ambitious. You can find out more and connect with me at allisoncrow.com. The show is sponsored by my three rescue dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine, and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adoption the next time you're looking for a pet. Special thanks to Stacey Harris and Callie Orr with Uncommonly More and Elise Rich for making the production and promotion of this podcast possible and professional. Until next time, be your authentic and ambitious self. The world needs you.